listening to the weekly sermon from Antioch East Baptist Church, located in Magnolia, Arkansas. For more information about our faith and local congregation, visit AntiochEast.com. Turn to Romans 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 12. Let's all stand together in reverence to the reading of God's Word, if you can. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. All right, we have gotten over that hurdle because those are going to be the verses I guarantee if you ask if I asked you to explain to me what did Paul just say right now you couldn't even remember what I just said as I just read but th- we're going to look at it and we're going to see what we think about those verses but now look at verse 15 verse 15 but the free gift is not like the offense for if by the one man's offense many died much more The grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, Resulting in condemnation, even so, or much more again, through the one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I'm going to try my best to get this, these verses in in two sermons. If I don't do it, don't be mad. I'm going to try my best. And I'm just doing the introduction today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, bless the preaching of your word, the explanation as best as this human preacher can do it. Help us to understand what you're saying. Help us to study these verses. Help us to go home and read and read and reread these verses to even better understand it. God, open our hearts and our minds. Forgive us of our sin and make us clean and fit vessels to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, The contrast of the ages. The contrast of the ages. Romans 5, 12 through 21 
has several, four or five contrasts in it. And it contrasts two different men and two different works and two different results on and through and to you and me. Now, in these verses, all right, now we're doing a Bible study here. Get your Bible. Keep it in hand with you. Uh, I'm going to cover some of the hard stuff, get it in my introduction and get it over with. There are two hard things that I see in these verses. Some might say three if you are talking about accepting the doctrine of original sin, which we'll explain next time. But I see two hard passages or two hard things in these verses for me. Uh, verses 13 and 14, if you look at it very closely, in the, in, the, in the New King James Version, they are in parentheses. If you have a New King James Version, look down there, verse 12, it says, uh, or verse 13, it starts out with parentheses. And verse 12 ends with a dash. And some versions just have the dash, and then when it ends later uh, with, with a dash. But uh, uh, these are difficult to understand exactly what Paul was doing here. It's hard for most commentators, and believe me, I read several of them, and I read several different ideas. I'm going to tell you what I think, and, uh, but I could be wrong. So, But uh, some versions, as I said, they just separate these verses these parentheses as other verses. Paul kind of, I hate to say this because I know this is under the inspiration of the Lord Jesus Christ, but God uses the personality and the people to write his book. And these are inspired words of God, inerrant. But Paul almost kind of chases a rabbit, of which sometimes he's uh, prone to do. He'll think of something to help you understand the verses he just said, and he seems like he goes off in left field, but actually it's not. He, it's used to help explain. These are a little more difficult to understand exactly what he did. Now, let me tell you what he's not saying. He's not saying that when there was... Look at, let's read them. Look at verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now... You know what that sounds like? That sounds like nobody was guilty of breaking law or sinning before Moses gave the law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam who is a type of him who was to come. Now, those are just difficult. But let me give you my best shot at it. He is not saying that when there was not law, when there was no law, men were not guilty. What he is saying is the direct opposite, I believe. By, by the way, that would be what the Scripture would teach as we're fixing to see. I think he was meaning the direct opposite. Some say that the Jews had an understanding that before the law, people weren't guilty of sin. And, and they kind of felt that way, and that maybe Paul was pointing this out to them. But then he points out something very interesting, or very obvious, very obvious, okay? For those who might believe that when there is no law, there is no guilt, he is showing if there is not guilt for sin when there is no law, now listen, here it is, then why did everybody before the law die? 
If you're not guilty of sin, you don't die. And we know that in that period of time, there were men and women who went to hell, who were judged for their sins. So I think that Paul is stating here, he's saying for those of you, basically saying for those of you who might believe this, explain this to me if you would. Again, as Paul has and will teach, by the law is just the knowledge of sin. That's really the only thing that the law does. It reveals the holiness of God, yes. But it also, and more importantly, reveals the unholiness of you and me. Matter of fact, look down there in verse, and I didn't put this in my notes, and I don't know why. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace does not. In other words, the law came so that you would understand how sinful you really are. And that what we look look back in uh, my favorite verses in chapter three. Some of my favorite chapter three, verse twenty one. Uh. No, 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 verse 19, excuse me. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under law, listen, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world become guilty before God. That's what the Ten Commandments do. All these people glory in the Ten Commandments as if they kept them, as if they keep them. You don't keep the Ten Commandments. You break every one of them. If not with your hands, your feet, and your body, you do it with your mind and your desires. We're guilty, and that's all the law does. But the, just like the Jews, many people today take that law and, and they try to compare themselves, and they sure ignore a lot of things and think that they're so holy because they love and keep the Ten Commandments. You do not. All that the law does is tell you you're going to hell. You're guilty before God, and you have no hope within yourself. The Galatians tells us, one of my favorite verses too, that the law was our tutor, our governor, our governess, or whatever. It is the person that makes sure the children get from the house to the school to bring us. The law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. That's all the law is. Verse 21, 20, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. You are not saved by keeping the law. You can't because you break it. Uh, no flesh will be justified, said, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Well, I spent a little more time on that than I, I meant. That's okay. It's good teaching. It's good stuff that needs to be heard more than one time in your life. Paul is saying here, listen, if if these people before the law were not guilty, then why were they dying? And why was God judging them? And why was God tearing down towers of Babel? And why was God sending floods? And why? Was, because people are sinful. Let me tell you something. It can be summed up like this. You are not like God. Okay. Number two. This is another hard thing. It's another hard thing. The use of the word all and many. The use of the word all and many. Now let's look, look at verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death is sin, thus death spread to all men, because all have sinned. We have no problem with that, because that seems to be the, the, the specific teaching of the whole Bible about sin and death. 
and men and people. But then look at verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense, for if by one man's offense many died. Many. It says many there. Many died. Uh, now, we're, there's not as much problem with verse 15 as the ones I'm fixing to show you. Uh, it could just mean a whole, a, 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 the big lot of them. That's, that's what it could mean. Much more the grace of God and the gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Many. Not all. Many. So what does that mean? Well, why would he say that? And now we have this idea uh, uh, that uh, that uh, that God that everybody well not the idea I think it's true everybody has an opportunity to receive the gospel. I believe that. We believe that. But did God just die for many and not all? I don't think that's necessarily what he's saying there. But some people believe that to be true. There's a doctrine called limited atonement or particular redemption. Uh, well, what's the other word for it? Uh, um, I can't remember. But anyway, that Jesus died just for those that would be saved or just for the elect or those that would believe. Now, let me tell you something. A lot of people get all up in the air about this. It's a, it's a very controversial. It shouldn't be. I don't it doesn't matter what you believe about election and free will. If God looked down through time, let's say that you believe that man is solely saved when he, when he practices his free will. And God looks down through time and sees those that are going to believe, and that's how he chooses them. I don't believe that way, but many do, and many in this room probably believe that. Still, cannot, if God did that, could he not say, I'm just going to die for them? Now, let me tell you the argument that gets me on this, because I really don't know what I believe about it. I'm on the fence about it, to be honest with you. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this question about it. Is the death of Christ, now listen to me, an atoning death? Is the death of Christ an atonement for sin? The answer is yes. Yes, it is. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible directly tells us that he was dying to atone for sin. Well, if he's atoned for all sin of all men, why are people burning in hell today? Seeing that their sins were atoned for at the cross. And someone said, well, it's not for sin, it's for unbelief. Is that not a sin? And part of all the sin of all the world? That's the only argument that really hits me. But then there are other verses that seem to me that says that God died for all people. Let me tell you what it is. And everybody will say this at the end of the day, and it's sufficient for me until I just... Re- some days I believe in it, some days I don't. But here's what is true. Christ's death is sufficient for all and effective for the elect and those that believe. That satisfies my mind. But I don't think that when he's saying here that he, that he abounded to many, I don't necessarily think that's the argument he's making. Let's go on. Look at verse 18. Therefore, as through one man's uh, offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. There it is. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men. So he goes back and he uses that phrase again, all men. 
Then look at, uh, he keeps going, even so through the one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. And then he uses it that time of the grace of God, of salvation to all men. Now let me ask you something, are all men saved? No. So we know that's not what he means there. I think, well, let me, let me keep reading. Resulting in justification of faith. Uh, verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Oh, my goodness. Why did he do that? I don't know. And I couldn't get any satisfying answers to in commentaries and things that I read. I just think that Paul is just saying a whole heap of them are sinners. All of them. Right? Now, here's my little exp explanation. You may ask then. Well, let me get back up. When it comes to salvation, the many are on the many, the many. When it comes to salvation... No, no, let me back up further. When it comes to death and sin, the many die because all have sinned. So whatever the many are, we know they're going to die because they're all sinners. All right? The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Ezekiel 18, 20. Then, when it comes to salvation, the many are only those who believe because those who do not believe are condemned already. Okay? It's not that hard to understand. Let me say that again. When it comes to salvation, the many are only those who believe because God only saves those that believe. Am I right? Say amen. Amen. He only saves those that come to Him by faith and repentance. You may then ask, what does it mean in verse 18 when it says the free gift comes to all men? It is simply, now listen, and I'm finished with this argument. I'm going to go on to something else. It is simply talking about the free offer of salvation to all men, not that all men will be made righteous. We know that's not going to happen. But I want to tell you something today. I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going to tell you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on your behalf and faith and repentance towards Christ. And my friend, if you die in your sin, if you go out and you reject my message, you will die because you rejected Christ. Make no mistake about it. Now, let's get to this, and in five minutes, I'm going to try to do this. The main message of the text. The main message of the text. I'm just introducing today. All right? Now we fix and get to the good stuff. A little bit. Just introduce it. Whet your appetite. Here we go. The main message, and I think this is on my outline, okay? The main message, God is holy. You say, Brother Ron, where did that verse talk about anything about God's holiness? It says that by one man sin entered the world. How did that happen? He disobeyed a holy God. He did something. He thought his way was better than God's way. God's way is holiness. So number one, you got to understand that God is holy. Number two, and that, and by the way, that God was serious about sin. Look at the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God rejected him 
He died spiritually. He began to die physically. We're going to get into all that later. Number two, we are not. Everybody say amen. amen. You said a hearty amen when I said God is holy. But you are not. You have sinned, as we've already stated. And your sins have separated you from your God. And the soul that sinneth shall die. That's a pickle, my friend. That's not necessarily... It is the gospel. It's not the good part of the gospel. But you got to tell people that before you tell them the good things, right? We are not. And here's the third thing the passage covers. Why? Why? Why is Will a sinner? Why am I a sinner? Why are you a sinner? We ain't no fruit off of any tree that God told us not to. Why? We're going to explain that. Not right now. I don't have time. And then fourthly, who can do something about it? Who's going to do something about it? I tell you, we all, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Just assuming you didn't read too close. We all die in Adam. But we can all live in Jesus Christ. By one man's sin, death entered this world. But by one man's sacrifice, life comes to those that will believe. Somebody should shout. Woo! I think I will. That's good. These verses explain why we are sinners, what the consequences of that, the, the, that is. But they also tell us how we can be rescued from our plight. And it is no less a miracle than raising the dead. As a matter of fact, that is exactly what takes place. Raising the dead when Jesus Christ saved your dead soul. Amen. And gave you a new life and a new birth. He does all this with a contrast of two people and their actions. Adam, our federal head in sin. Jesus Christ, our head in righteousness, Amen. salvation, faith. The Bible says that, Jesus, that Adam sinned. He disobeyed God and it plunged us all into sin. We're going to explain it next week. Plunged us all into sin. But in due time, as we read in the first verses of these, this chapter, Jesus Christ came, a gift of God to us, and He died a willing death on the cross in your place. He died in your place, even though you didn't deserve it. He died in your place, and then He rose again three days later for your justification. And he has sent men and women like this church all over this world to tell the truth that if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Place your faith in Christ. Turn from sin in the world and turn to God in faith. And he will save your soul.